Today on Gamer Red Radio, we provide content and talk about how much we like the Xbox One, and we weren't paid to say any of it, unlike some people. Gamer Red Radio starts now. Greetings, humans. It is I, the Frenchiest Fry. I have captured Game Ahead Radio hosts Goat and Charlie. What is going on? They are to do my bidding, which is what they will normally do, and host a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, apparently we're under seas here. Um, I, I'm, I'm Goat, just a.k.a. Goat. And I am Charlie, uh, captured Technotronicorn Worthley. Um, Candy Mountain, Charlie. I, I would be lying if I said I didn't like it. Um, and uh, and that uh, the, the dulcet baritones that you heard the leading into the show is our friend, uh, Mr. Kyle Gatto. Hello, it is I, Kyle Gatto, <laughs> um, the the Frenchiest fry, as it seems. Um, who uh, who, a, a, as it happens, um, this happens to be the exact to the day. Um, thanks, minute. <laughs> basically, um, to, uh, thanks to us recording a day later than usual um, to uh, the, the one year anniversary of Kyle's first time on the show. So happy anniversary to you, Kyle. That that's our anniversary song. <laughs> Yay! It's just so weird that it actually worked out like that. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Facebook memories. Yeah. <laughs> it has a purpose. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that classifies as, uh, as irony or just coincidence, but uh, whichever one it is, I'll take it. Um, all right, so before we get into what we've been playing, coming out on Tuesday, September 8th, Hatsune Miku Project Mirai DX on the 3DS. Are you smarter than a fifth grader on the 3DS? Because um, apparently that's still a thing. Good job, Jeff Foxworthy, what? if that's even still you. Uh, Wait, well, hold on. It's already yes. came, that already came out, like... like Way back on the original uh, DS. Well, fifth graders are smarter now, so that's that's true. And, oh, this, and this is for the three DS, apparently. Oh, yeah. good. Are you smarter so. than a three D fifth grade guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tearaway Unfolded on the PS4, Ascendant on the PS4, Hyper Void on PS4, Armacrog on the PC, uh, Broken Sword Five: The Serpent's Curse on PS4, Fat Cry. Um, uh, I'm sorry. That is, <laughs> I looked at it and I saw Far Cry. I fixed the first word, but not the second one. It is Fat City, <laughs> not Far Cry, and not Fat Cry. It is Fat City on the Vita. Yikes. Ubisoft really let themselves go. <laughs> uh, Leo's Fortune on the PS4. Um, I played that um, on the iPad. It's a fun little uh, little artistic side-scroller. Hmm. I, I dig it. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One. And uh, One Piece Pirate Warriors 3 on the Vita. Uh, on September 9th, uh, Lovers and a Digital Space Time on the PC and Xbox One. Um, the title of that has me interested. Um, September 10th, Knock, comma, Knock on PS4. Uh, Otherland on the PC and Cross of the Dutchman on Windows, Mac, and Linux. And on September 11th, probably the uh, biggest release of the week, Super Mario Maker is finally coming out on the Wii U. So, gentlemen, are you excited for any of these games? Well, Super Mario Maker looks to be a big hit. YouTubers, Twitch streamers, they're gonna have a blast with it. I could definitely see see that being good fodder for uh, for for the streaming crowd, um, especially considering the, um, the the revelation a couple weeks back. I remember where uh, you could insert your own sound effects yep, into the game, sound effects. which uh, uh, it just it takes takes it. I think brings the entire thing into another level of just uh, potential ridiculousness. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I I personally uh, am am not uh, nothing on this list particularly is a. Uh, 
is uh, tickling my fancy, which is good because um, it's going to be a year and a half before I finish Metal Gear Solid Five. Because <laughs> my God, um, and uh, so on that note, um, uh, Mr. Goat, uh, what have you been playing this last week? Not much. Yeah, I've I been on that. the road all week. You have, um, and not for your normal reasons either. No, no, it was a, a help a friend, non-work related thing, which is weird to travel for not work. But uh, yes, I. I uh, in this week, I, I played um, a Real Driving Simulator 2015 um, uh, from Manchester, New Hampshire to Colorado Springs. Was How it, real was it? Yeah, was, was it, it was, real? I was perfect. Like, I mean, the blown tire. One to one? Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> 10 out of 10. Even the mass hole drivers in Massachusetts were spot on. Like, the AI was great. <laughs> oh, you, you're, you're making a joke. Yes. I just caught on. <laughs> I thought there was actually a game called Real Driving Simulator. I am, I, I am a fool. All right, continue. Please. Winner. Um, <laughs> in, in, in the video game world, uh, after I played that lovely game, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> uh, I went back to uh, Dr. Mario Miracle Cure and actually like dug into it. Wow. I am stuck on level 11. Like, I can't, I've, I've been stuck on level 11 for like a week and like, like screaming, yelling, stuck in level 11. Hmm. So there's different versions of it now. Like I said, um, there's like Dr. Mario version, which is your standard. You get the pills and you do that. There's Dr. Luigi version, which is pills in the shape of Tetris pieces and you have to work with that does it play like tetris basically then y- yes and no because you still have to get four of the pills together to make them disappear but oh. now they're like in hooks and oh shapes they're and not just all like pill that. shaped right got it yeah. got it it's 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 a little challenging and then there's another one which is just um like uh time wise and it has <laughs> like a bunch of extras and stuff like that like um like you open it they have like little like power-ups and like one is like you can't switch, you can't rotate your pills. You, the one is it reverses the, the the x-axis, so right is left and left is right for a certain amount of time until it wears off. That sounds like the opposite of fun to me. Yeah, and you're going head to head against the computer, and it goes back to the old Tetris style where they get rid of like viruses and they come to you. Yeah, it's insanity. <laughs> yep. No, thank you. <laughs> so, and the level eleven is that, and I'm like. Oh. Well, I did 10 levels really good. Maybe maybe this is where we walk away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did the Forza 6 demo today. Got a free um, 2017 Ford GT for playing the demo. Nice. That was which, nice of them. Yes, which is the, uh, for those who don't know, when the trailer came out, and I use the word trailer loosely, uh, when that car commercial came out at E3, <laughs> that's the car you get. Oh. Ooh, that, that pretty hard with, the pretty car with like the holes in it. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, so Speed I got, holes, as they call them. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's so weird. Yeah, those little things on the side. I looked at like I was in the Auto Vista view for like an hour going, I don't get it. <laughs> um, um, real quick, I just want to acknowledge the Simpsons reference. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, what else did I do? Um, I, I was digging into Rare Replay a little bit. Played uh, Jetpack Revolved or Issued or the, mm. the, the new snappy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. It was a short week for me. Um, so on, on my side of things, um, I uh, picked up and uh, well, first of all, once again, I, I know it's, it sounds like they're paying us to say these things. I swear they're not. Once again, props to uh, Best Buy, Players Unlocked, and uh, the whole the whole gamers club yada 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 thing. Um, pre-ordered Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, it showed up um, at my work in the mail on uh, on day of release. So points on that. Um, and uh, you know, after tax, it was like fifty three dollars. Like shipped as opposed to sixty dollars plus tax. Um, in addition, I got a, a ten dollars in Best Buy credit on a future purchase for pre-ordering the game. So really, it was like forty-three dollars for a day of release game. 
That is way better than your Ground Zero experience. Yes, my God. Um, yes, never ever pre-order a game for Newegg because they might lose it and just forget about it. Um, um, yeah, so uh, when, uh, I am I'm all in. Uh, I've said this already, but I'm completely all in and sold on the whole uh, the whole Best Buy Players Unlocked uh, deal because, yes, thank you. Yeah. I kind of wish that your copy of Ground Zero showed up the same day as your copy of Phantom Pain. <laughs> It's Especially like, considering it's been a free game on every platform now of the month. Um, that would have really angered me. You're just like, um, oh, I got two packages. Oh, good timing. Glad you made it by the time the new game came out. I can play the prequel. I think I can trade that in for a dollar. Thanks, Newegg. Um, yeah, so um, uh, I I missed something somewhere. I understand that this is a sequel to, I think it's... um. Uh, Peace Walker, I think, I think is really what it comes into. Um, kind of, kind of, sort of. Well, here's here's my problem. Um, I played, I played all just like the main Metal Gear Solids, like you know, like the first one, the second, and the third, and um, and then four. Um, I haven't really played any of the others, and the story in this game, I, I, I played Ground Zeroes when it came out. Um, I, I have no idea where this game falls in just like the timeline of things because it seems like it's in the past because they're talking about big boss but everything's all futuristic so i'm i'm just so confused um but uh please don't try and explain it to me anybody because it will just make my head explode um i'm just gonna get through the game um but um i uh so so first of all um i I can't say too much about it without uh without being spoiler and probably about maybe 10 or so hours in um just uh, just the prologue is um is just like blew my mind because there's stuff that happens in that prologue that's just like I haven't seen in a video game like in in recent memory. Just to be clear, the prologue's not ten hours long, right? You've moved no, back. okay. Because when you said that, I was like, "Oh, I just done the prologue. I'm ten hours in." I was like, "Oh, how long is this thing?" <laughs> um, no, just the prologue blew my mind, and okay. then I played uh, two missions past that. Um, and then there's the whole base building aspect. Um, yes? So it is that long. You just prologue and two missions is ten hours. Um, well, I mean, I, I've done a lot of like mucking, uh, mucking about and stuff too, and I may have fallen asleep at one point, but that's besides okay. the point. All right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to get a time frame on this thing. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start Metal Gear Five, and if I play it, it's going to be right around 780 years at the time frame you just gave me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So imagine how long it's gonna take me to beat it. Um, uh, Hopefully, I, they port it over to Xbox too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not funny. Um, the uh, the thing that really messes me up about it is that the each of the like levels um, are it, it almost seems like they were thinking about it being a, an episodic chapter release game up until the very last minute because every single chapter starts with intro credits and like credits Hideo Kojima unless like everybody and then ends with ending credits and then so I've seen the credits now both beginning and ending three times. Does it does it recap for you at the beginning of the next episode? No, no, and there's no previously. Last time I Metal Gear yeah. Solid. No, or yeah, that would actually be nice. That'd be um, hilarious. But, uh, <laughs> like you're done. It's like previously, like 14 uh, seconds ago. Like Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah Alan Wake did that. But oh, yeah. um, uh, Sora's Wrath also did that. Oh, yeah. I didn't play that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's. Um, I kind of like that though. When you get back to the game after a while, and you're like, oh, thanks. If yeah, you have, I don't remember if to, that. If you have to take a break, that's awesome. Yeah. I wish games would detect that you haven't played it in like more than like a couple weeks or whatever, and do that for you. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, but, but and by the way. Here's how to play the game again. No, that would be so amazing. Um, but uh, yes, yes. Um, but uh, but yeah. No, I mean the game is beautiful. Um, there's 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 just things in this game that are just that are that are that I, I I just have again have not seen before, and so I'm very impressed with it. So so to sum it up for the listeners, yes. Um, is it everything you dreamed of and a little bit more, or is it is there let down in it? 
Um, I'm not let down yet. Okay. Um, there's um, wait. Well, the um, I, I see the potential of possibly being a little bit disappointed in relation to one of the stories, which we'll get to a little bit later. Um, just in terms of getting the complete story by the time you're done with the game, um, from what we understand. But um, I mean, so far I'm very impressed. Um, it's just it, it, my my only other hurdle is, as I mentioned when I was playing Ground Zeroes, I'm just not very good at Metal Gear. Um, I just just for whatever reason that that's that 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 gameplay style it it takes me about halfway half like halfway into the game to really get it you know it's just for whatever reason just, they just don't click with me right away and this one is the most complicated of them all by far because they just have to keep on adding stuff. I'm I'm gonna just do it now uh-huh. and I'm going to demand slash request that every time you play from henceforth you stream it because I, I just want to <laughs> be able to tune into you going I don't. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And all these dudes, like, like all the freaking exclamation points going. <laughs> yeah, um, that that's already happened once. <laughs> I was I was peeking I was peeking around a corner into a window at a guy sleeping, and I, I looked around the room, and then like uh, uh, he he must have just happened to have w- woken up at that moment, but it's like he woke up apparently and saw me in the window, and of course the entire base lit up like a like a like a Roman candle, and it's like he's over. I was like, I gotta go right now, and uh, so, um, so yeah, that, that's actually already happened. But uh, okay, I, I will do my best to stream on my personal channel whenever I'm playing Metal Gear Solid, so that you can all make fun of me and laugh at me. And that's that's yeah, we, we will. Not, we, 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 I don't uh, say that in jest. Yeah. We'll just uh, we'll call the channel Ch- uh, Charlie Can't Stealth. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, and then the other thing is that um, Michelle and I were looking for a co-op uh, game to play together, and uh, I was going through my, um, I was, was rifling through the various um, free like Xbox Live games with gold I've gotten uh, over the past year plus, and uh, came across and discovered that uh, Guacamele is a multiplayer game. Uh, uh, couch co-op and uh, so we started playing that and that's a lot of fun yes um, it is yeah I just hadn't uh, just uh, missed it the, yeah, the multiple releases that have already come out and so I'm playing the Super Turbio Championship edition, edition I think is what it's called on the Xbox One and uh, yeah it's a, it's a lot of fun we're really enjoying it um, so we'll be uh, we'll be going back to that um, but aside from that um, that's been uh, that's been pretty much it for me uh, Mr. Gatto what have you been playing since the last time you were here that is noteworthy and worth mentioning I also recommend Chariot if you're looking for a couch co-op game we tried that no. um, <laughs> Michelle was not a fan okay <laughs> um, just the number of times that, that we lost control of the Chariot um, we um, some of some of the oh uh, real quick I also just want to mention for the listeners uh, jump uh, t- uh, tying back to a couple episodes ago um, I am letting Michelle play as player one she is getting all the achievements for our playthrough through guacamole you're welcome <laughs> so uh just, just just putting that out there for, for the universe we, um weirdly that was my idea yeah <laughs> it's true um i'm not sure i should be thanking you because i'm not getting game score but uh you know um I, i'm, I'm doing i'm doing good i'm i'm, I'm being yeah, good, but in the good, scheme good. of things you'll make up the difference in like go. a week all right there you go <laughs> um so so yes yeah, so, yeah no it's so just something with with um with with chariot like the, like the third or fourth time we lost a chariot over an edge and i think michelle threw the controller and we were like okay we're not gonna play this anymore and uh so fair yeah. enough yeah but what, um, what have you been playing what I've been playing, uh, I recently, I recently capped uh, Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, another, another lengthy titled game in the Danganronpa series. I don't know what Danganronpa means, nor do I, nor do I. Uh, is it for the Vita? Yes, it Just is for checking. the Vita. <laughs> it is for the Vita, where all the weeb games live, <laughs> and any game with a title with more than fifteen syllables in it. Yes, yes, that is correct. Um, but it is a, well, my friend coined this term, an interquel. 
So it comes in between the first and second Danganronpa game. So it features characters from both. Oh, all right. And it deviates from the normal visual novel. Uh, so it's like the plot and the story from that? or No, it, it deviates from its normal visual novel roots, and it's actually a third-person shooter. That Oh, okay, sure. Because, because why not? Because why not, um, yes. Okay. So, I mean, it still has a lot of visual novel elements, but, it, I mean, what, what you do is you have this megaphone, and it shoots out, like, code, and you have to disable robots that you're fighting against, the Monokuma robots. Hmm. And anybody who's ever played the Danganronpa games, you'll know that Monokuma is the main antagonist of the series. Is you know... He's he's an evil bear. <laughs> because of, of yes, he's an evil um, bear. And uh, so so what's so is the game is is it like cell shaded like? Um, no. Okay, maybe it just because like, you know, like a little bit because usually usually those visual novel games like they they have a pretty cons- pretty common look among them. And, uh, it's it's very anime. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, but okay, so so it looks kind of like a, I don't know, like a tales game, something like that, just in terms of how it's models. Kinda, yeah. Okay, yeah, more or less like that. But yeah, I mean, it has a it's it, it's weird because it combines like a, like a hand drawn hand drawn animated series, like the actual Dangarumpa anime. So okay. it has has that uh, in some of its cutscenes, and then it has two uh, uh, D character models, like the character portraits, like ton of other games like during conversations and then it has like 3d modeled three modeled characters for other cutscenes, and it's just like there's a weird juxtaposition and i'm not mm. sure if it works or doesn't work but it just exists in this weird amorphous nebulous existence gotcha <laughs> um did you enjoy it yes i really liked it okay yeah um some frame rate problems and just general mechanics that weren't like perfect but otherwise really good do you feel um because none of the rest of the show none of, none of the rest of the hosts on the show I, I believe uh, own a Vita. Um mm-hmm. do you think that um that the Vita is due for a refresh are, are are newer games like really taxing the hardware? You mentioned frame rate problems, that's why I'm asking. No. I, I just think this I just think this, it's a, it's it's the particular title. It's this, not really the game, Vita okay. itself. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. So um but yeah, that was something I played. I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter <laughs> also. Um I can't seem to escape that. New DLC just came out. <laughs> Nice. Uh, every first Friday of the month. <laughs> <laughs> really? That regularly? Yeah. Nice. Every first That's Friday. Cool. Yep. Is, is that free for the game? Or yes. Yeah. Free, free oh, nice. DLC for Monster Hunter all the time. It's like Windows patches. Nice. Yes. <laughs> but um, fun. Yes. <laughs> And hey, Windows patches can be fun. No, that, that's a lie. They're not fun. Oh. And uh, on my very, very near to play backlog, I have a, a, a survival horror game called Colot <laughs> um, to play. And I also have uh, I also have Phantom Pain, like you. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Got but I, I keep I, I have to go back and do my Ground Zeroes playthrough before I dig into Phantom Pain. Gotcha. All right, now that you know what we've been doing the last week in video gaming, let's see what the industry has been doing this last week in video gaming. Coming at number five, Blizzard's former COO donates his enormous personal collection to museum. Um, so this is a guy that um, his name is Paul Sams. Uh, he had once served as the COO of Blizzard Entertainment. 
um, and president uh, of uh, Versailles, France-based Blizzard Entertainment, SAS, um, has de- donated more than 1,500 items from his personal collection of just uh, memorabilia and just stuff from over the years to the Strong National Museum of Play, which I believe is the same group that um, uh, put together that uh, uh, video game Hall of Fame earlier yes, in the year. it is. Um, uh, chronicling his history of franchises um, like uh, Diablo, StarCraft, Warcraft, and um, pretty much everything else that Blizzard's done. Um, uh, they've got some photographs here. There's uh, something here from the Lost Vikings. Um, yeah, just all, all, all great stuff. Um, his personal collection uh, comes from his nearly two-decade two stint as a Blizzard employee. It contains copies of both old and new games, including those that date back to the early 90s when Blizzard went by Silicon and Synapse and developed the Lost Vikings and RPM Racing. Um, he, also handled over, he also handed over marketing materials like posters and pins, jewelry and toys, and just all sorts of stuff. Uh, he said in the press release, During my 20-year career at Blizzard, I accumulated the single largest and most diverse personal global collection of Blizzard Entertainment's games and franchise-related merchandise that anyone has ever seen. Uh, this collection holds a very dear place in my heart, and I wanted to ensure that the materials would be properly preserved for many decades to come. The dedicated and talented team at The Strong were the obvious choice to care for the collection. Most importantly, I wanted to ensure that the broadest audience of gamers and fans of entertainment and play would be able to share in this extensive collection of gaming history. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, if I if I had like a collection that was probably you know at, at, the, at this point in this guy's life is probably just. Uh, you know, at some point you get tired of you get tired of looking at anything that you've been looking at for however long. He probably just wanted to downsize or just uh, you know you know turn his turn his turn his memorabilia room into a, a studio or a workout room. Or I don't know what. No. And so I mean, if you're going to do something like that, I mean, better to do something like this and just sell it off at a garage sale or give it to a buddy or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah, I think this is pretty cool. It, 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 I mean, that is cool. I mean, and this the strong or strang, I can't remember how do you pronounce them, but the the museum is doing great. Like they're actually going out and they're finding this stuff and I, I I applaud them. Like they're they're doing something and people are like this guy are, are being receptive and helping them out. Yep. Yeah. Like, I think it's really cool that I mean he's like bringing the bringing the community into it and he's just like, you know, it's it feels like the opposite of selfish. Yeah, oh yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's like he didn't sell it, he didn't like yeah. You know, you know, he didn't. Uh, it wasn't for personal gain at all, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like he just called them up randomly. And was like, "Hey, you want all this crap?" <laughs> <laughs> Probably something like, like that. Yeah, I'm moving. The the wife wants a spa room. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with it. You guys want it? Yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. I hate having stuff, which is why I'm like, I don't buy collector's editions anymore or yeah. anything like that. So I'm just like, I, I'm yeah. very big into if it doesn't fit in a pickup truck, I don't need it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I clearly do not have that um, no. that 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 line of thinking considering I have an entire wall full of nothing but empty beer bottles. Um, but you did yeah. buy a domicile, so that happens. Yeah. You also have a home, so that, there there <laughs> is. You don't that. have a rented apartment that's underneath the subway. <laughs> yeah. It could burn at any point. You don't move every three years. <laughs> All of these things are correct. Um, so yeah, at some point I, I'm going to have to make it out to uh, Rochester and uh, check out the Strong Museum because uh, I want to go. It sounds like they've got. Uh, I mean, just just with this guy's collection alone, I want to. I'm see. hoping I have a day off in Rochester on the next run, and I'll be like, um, laters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so official gamerhead correspondent uh, Goat will be uh, snapping the pictures. Hopefully visiting uh, the museum. No flash photography, sir. Turn that flash off. Uh, coming in number pants. four. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, coming in number four. Um, this is a rumor, but an interesting one nonetheless. Uh, supposedly, um, Konami uh, cut a crucial Metal, Metal Gear Solid Five mission forty-six. 
due to a financial dispute. Um, so with the collector's edition of Metal Gear Solid Five that just came out, um, there is a um, there's a bonus disc that contains um, uh, art assets and uh, and just other various uh, like you know concept art and things like that from a Mission Forty Six that were apparently cut from the game for what appears to be uh, financial reasons. Um, Kotaku is reporting on this story, and um, they uh, they kind of went through and, and compiled everything. Uh, we're mentioning it now because it's uh, you know it's kind of it's kind of breaking news this week, and uh, or you know it, it's pertinent with the release with, with the with the recent release of Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, but unfortunately, we can't talk about it too much because apparently the content of this Mission Forty Six is super super spoilery. Um, so. Um, uh, just kind of mentioning it now, just because it's interesting, but we will be revisiting this story when we know a little bit more, and at the very least, when at least one of us has finished the stupid game. So, uh, yeah, well, let's give this a couple of weeks, because, you know, there's like four guys out there who've already finished it. Yeah. <laughs> let's let the rest of the world kind of get to that point, yeah. so it even makes sense to you, because, I mean, it's... Spoilers now, when you don't even know what's going on, it's not going to make any sense to anyone. Well, if true, it's unfortunate, just because this whole tumultuous situation with Kojima and Konami... Yeah. Um... From what I understand, um, there seems to be a lot of Konami hands towards the end of the game. Nothing specific, but there's some mm. reused content from earlier in the game later on. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I was told that one mission, uh, you revisit a mission, like almost the exact same thing, except it's more quote-unquote difficult. Mm. So, this is just gotcha. this is just what I was told. Ooh, this right, is just right, what right. I was yeah, told. Yeah, we're gonna dig deeper yeah. into that. that yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, nasty business, Konami. We're I'll, uh, I'll 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 try and get through the game as fast as I can because um, you know I'm not, I'm not sure where uh, um, where where John is in the game considering um, he's been, he's been probably busy with villain stuff the end, every day since the game came out. I'm not sure if he's even had a chance to touch it or not, but. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, we'll, we'll, we'll report back on this, A, when we know more, and uh, B, like I say, when some of us can actually talk about uh, whatever the content is in context and you know behind a nice handy spoiler warning and all that. Uh, so, coming in number three, uh, $100,000 in scholarship money is up for grabs in a collegiate Hearthstone tournament. Uh, so, basically, um, Blizzard announced that the TESPA... Uh, collegiate Hearthstone Tournament will kick off later this year with a prize pool of $100,000 in scholarship money. Uh, the event was also hold, held last year, but the format's going to be different this time around, with teams of three playing a single deck between them against the opposing team. Uh, the tournament's going to begin September 28th, and the championship will take place in January. Um, if you want to sign up and take part in the United States or Canada, um, you can uh, Google their website, and it uh, sure, should be pretty easy to find, and you can sign up. But, um, but yeah, the um, I mainly kind of picked out the story just to kind of point out that, um, you know, the... Uh, you know the the, the 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 prize pools and just the kind of money that 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 uh, is being offered up for 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 gaming tournaments and things like that. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, I'm just you know you know we're starting to see like even like ESPN is now covering like gaming events a little bit here and there. Yep. And um, you know with uh, with the uh, you know with with how big Twitch has gotten now YouTube is out with their you know their their streaming gaming content and all that. I mean you know it's. Um, I kind of get mad at my father for telling me that I'll never do anything, <laughs> be able to get anywhere by uh, by playing all these video games. And uh, well, I mean, I, I could have been a professional gamer. And um, no, that's true. I wouldn't have done that at all. <laughs> but uh, some of you out there could have been professional gamers if you hadn't listened to your parents. And I'm just wondering if uh, 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 go, you've got your hand in the air. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Oh. And, and, and don't give the kids the wrong idea. Playing video games is fine. Becoming a professional gamer is great on accident. The thing that I love about this story the most is it's scholarship money. So that's therefore, true. you're going to school somewhere because you did this which is great for somebody in their college years like yeah, their <laughs> early 20s yeah you're supposed to be kind of loose kind of wild kind of crazy 
but you're getting something that's going to help you down the road out of your fun time. That's true. And and with with a hundred thousand dollars in scholarships, I at least pay for a class or two these days. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. You can go to community college for fourteen hours. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. School is expensive. Hundred thousand. That'll give you four years. Maybe not like at Yale, but <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> at a normal run of the mill, you should be all right. You can get a degree out of it. Here's here's open at least, um, at, at least covering the bulk of it. Um, but uh, maybe you can make up for the rest by joining whatever their professional gaming team is that yeah, uh, is yeah. probably coming yeah. at this point. Or just you'll, win you'll, three. Have, you'll yeah. have to win two scholarships if you want to buy books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just go, just go for just start a dynasty. Win three years in a row while you're in college, and every the year before pays for the year after. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, fi- financial planning by goat, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I gotta win. Why? Because my two years on the line. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Gamerhead Radio is not uh, authorized to provide financial advice. Probably don't do anything that we're saying. Um, don't waste your life playing video games. Or do. Um, or, or, or do. <laughs> um, we, we leave that judgment up to you and uh, potentially your parents. Coming at number two. Uh, YouTuber Network Machinima settles with Federals after deceptive advertising suit, basically. So you might remember um, when the Xbox One came out, uh, Machinima came under fire because um, they were basically um, putting together... Um, uh, basically paid content videos of uh, they, they were paying their content creators to make content basically talking about how great the xbox one was but not telling anybody that it was paid content oh, which is yes. a giant um that's um, a no-no giant <laughs> no-no in the eyes of the fcc um if you are an if you are if you are advertising if what you are saying is not your own personal opinion and is in fact an advertisement you have to inform people that it is an advertisement I mean that's just sort of, one, sort of one of the rules even in the super microscopic print if you look at commercials it says this is a paid advertisement yep yep, yep. it's gotta be there yep yep. Um, yep anytime you ever hear um, like if you're listening to like another podcast and they're talking about one of their sponsors they might say um, and we thank uh, and we thank you know BNN Corporation for their support um, you know that that's basically saying they paid us to say this basically you know what they're saying still might be true, but they were also paid for it. So just kind of keep that in the back of your head. Anyways, Machinima was not doing that. Um, these content creators, um, some of which um, were getting paid. Um, let's see, uh, da, 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 numbers. I had numbers. They mentioned at least two content creators um, uh, with uh, Adam Dalberg and Tom Castle, um, which are YouTube personalities under the Machinima brand i guess you'd say um they posted videos endorsing microsoft's xbox one and several xbox one titles without disclosing payment originating uh from a microsoft marketing agency which um the agency was a starcom media vest group um and um they were paid uh dalberg and castle were paid respectively 15 and thirty thousand dollars uh for producing youtube videos that garnered 250 and 730,000 views 250,000 to be specific and 730,000 views respectively um and of course, you know, it, because this is the fact that yeah, basically it was Machinima doing this. I mean, like, you know, Machinima has a gigantic reach. And so uh, a lot of the, you know, across the board, like everybody that, that was part of this program. Um, and so, so, so there, there's, two, there, there's two further issues with the entire thing. First of all, we're talking about Machinima. They're not a small content, you know, publisher, creator platform by any means. And, you know, the literal millions and millions of views that, that, were, that, that, that were given to these pieces of content that were advertisements but not saying that they were advertisements is part of the problem and then the other problem is that it, it turns out that in the agreements with these contents creator um the, the agreements basically said you can't tell anybody that these are advertisements they basically told them that this is that this is very this is this, this is to be a stealth campaign like nobody's gonna supposed to know about it we're just gonna give you money you're just gonna 
make this stuff and everything under the table exactly um and so um yeah the uh the fcc brought the hammer down on machinima and um they are probably going to be um paying out some pretty hefty hefty fines as a result of all this rest in pieces what do what, what do you guys think about this do you think that this is um i mean I, this is kind of the obvious softball question here but do you think it's a good thing that machinima is going to have to pay these fines absolutely yeah. don't do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't, don't do that i mean we have we have to be more honest in this industry like it's the deception that gets people upset <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm going to take the twisted route here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> and no, Machinima should get their little slap on the hand and be like, no. But the two guys who said yes should take the brunt of it. Because knowing that you're doing something like this, I mean, it's got to be the contractor. You're like, oh, you can't tell anybody this. It'd be like, oh, okay, you're going to give me 30 grand. Yay. Oh, don't tell anybody. It's okay. No, no, dude. Like, yeah, all right. Like, I can back that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the, don't, don't. Don't, uh, what's the word? Like, punish the parents, but punish the kid who did the crime a little bit more. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can definitely see where you're coming from there. Um, it's, uh, I think pretty much everybody that, that was involved with this program is at fault in various degrees. Um, and, uh, yeah, like Kyle said, uh, don't do that. that yes. That's, <laughs> that's, that's very bad, very it bad. It takes okay. five seconds to put a little bit of text on the bottom and then like a three-point font. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so coming to number one, and uh, Kyle, I think you might be able to um, shed some light on this one because I know that you uh, that you pay attention to uh, to the the music side of video gaming pretty closely. Um, Ex Bungie <laughs> composer Marty O'Donnell uh, wins epic legal fight with former bosses. Um, so long story short, uh, Marty McDonald, uh, the composer who created the music for the Halo and Destiny video games, uh, has won his case in a legal battle with his former employee Bungie. Uh, under a final ruling issued today from a court-appointed arbitrator, Bungie must honor its agreements with O'Donnell that gave him the rights to hold a considerable share of stock in the company. And the filing uh, contains, for the first time, a description of the ordeal that O'Donnell went through as he quarreled with Bungie over issues of creative freedom and stock ownership in the company that he co-founded. Uh, the court papers reveal a rare, unseen story of the making of Destiny and and the internal struggles that happened between Activision, the publisher, and Bungie, the developer of the game that is now played by millions. Um, uh, this is uh, uh, based on a report by Avenger Beat. Um, so uh, you, I think we reported on this when it was initially happening, and um, this is basically a, a, a long, sordid tale of um, just a falling out between this company and this composer, and um, they uh, kind of were screwing him over by refusing to pay him um, you know, the, the, the money that his contract said that he was due. And um, so I guess it's a good thing that um, that he's getting what he's deserved because uh, that may make some good music. And so um, I'll definitely uh, give him credit for that. Um, Kyle, are you familiar with the story any more than this? Or I am, actually. Um, and, you know, it's still unclear as to why Marty O'Donnell actually got let go from Bungie. I was wondering about I, that. I was I, trying I wanna, to figure that out. Yeah, I want to say that it was from some comments that he made uh, way back when. And they were really, like, bigoted or prejudiced and... And they were on like on Twitter. He's got you know thousands oh, of Twitter followers, right? Because right. you know, he's Marty O'Donnell. Sure. But um, I want to say it had something to do with that, or it might have been an internal issue. I'm not entirely sure why he was let go. But I mean, I met him once. He seemed nice enough. <laughs> <laughs> we did a selfie. <laughs> So I actually just found an article in Kotaku that, that apparently tells a little bit of the story. Oh, okay. And um, so basically, um, it, it talks about how he got involved with Destiny, and um, he was making music, and he was working with Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. and um, Which was a mistake. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's um, not get into that. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, so it's um, apparently shortly before E3 2013, as Bungie was preparing a trailer for Destiny featuring O'Donnell's music, Activision stepped in and took over the trailer creation, supplying its own music instead. According to the court documents, O'Donnell was furious. He believed Activision had overstepped its role by taking over creative control of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Bungie CEO Harold Ryan and the rest of management agreed and filed a complaint with Activision, but the publisher overruled it. The audio director's frustrations were compounded by the fact that his desire to see Music of the Spheres, which is the the the, 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 the title of the some project of the Destiny music with Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. um, produces its entirety as a separate audio release, audio release, a prospect that neither Activision nor Bungie seemed keen on. Uh, O'Donnell responded to the Activision scored trailer by tweeting during the game's E3 presentation that the music was not Bungie's, threatening fellow employees in an attempt to keep the trailer from being posted online and, inter- and interrupted press briefings. Uh, O'Donnell believed that the Bungie spirit was being compromised by the Activision agreement, and perhaps they were. Uh, the management saw his actions as disruptive and harmful. O'Donnell was given a poor employee review in the fall of 2013. In lieu of his next review in February 2014, Bungie drafted a termination agreement. So basically, he was threatening people to not run this trailer because he was pissed his music was not in it. Is what I'm reading here. Well, that makes a lot more sense than the uh, offensive tweets that he made. I mean, <laughs> they, his, his threats could have been offensive. I mean, we could we could yeah. both be right here. Um, yeah. It does it doesn't mention. Uh, the, I think they were unrelated. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. So I mean, the the offending tweets regarding the regarding the uh, music uh, were unrelated to his uh, his bigoted remarks, which I don't recall, but they're somewhere on the internet. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, so, so points against you, Mr. O'Donnell, if, if you're a bigot, um, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, um, but on the other hand, I mean, uh, you know, putting, a, you know, putting personal politics and issues aside, uh, I'm glad that you're being paid for your work, yeah. um, I guess. Um, and uh, especially considering that you founded a company that made Halo and has sold like something like 60 million copies worldwide or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think I read earlier. So, um, you know, I, I'm glad that you're getting your 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 uh, your, your just do as far as that's uh, concerned. Um, just uh, don't be a douchebag. Yeah. So uh, I guess maybe just leave this at that. I'm kind of with I'm kind of with him on though. I mean, you know, he spent all his time making this music, and yeah. Activision comes in and is like, oh well, nope, can't do that. <laughs> yeah, um, you know the, the 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 context and the wording of whatever whatever his you know threats as they were or were not, um, you yeah. know, is is not mentioned in this article here on Kotaku, but. Um, you know, so depending on what he said, um, I may or may not be with him there. No. But um, the, the in, in principle, in principle, in principle. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. See, now here's the thing: I mean, I'm all for him. All right, it, it happens. You know, you, you work on stuff; it's in your contract and all that. But all right, I'm half for you on that. Like, good, good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fight for your music. But the other half, don't fight for your music. And make yourself look like a buffoon during the press conference and be like, they're not going to yeah. use it. Like, you're not yeah. a five-year-old, dude. You're you're a professional. This is not the first contract that has happened to you in your in your career. No. Yeah. I can guarantee that. That's true. I can back that opinion also. <laughs> yeah. 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 Temper tantrums very yeah. rarely get anybody yeah. anywhere positive. So, so yeah. it happens all the time. Like, games, yeah. music, everything. Like, you know, you go, you go, you go. Oh, we switch directions. That's why you're on contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, um, go finding the middle ground in, in our in our conversations here, which is just a very weird place for me to be with. Them. Um, so, so yeah, that's uh, that, that that's the news for the last week. It's been kind of a slow week, but that's okay because that leaves us plenty of time to uh, find out about all the happenings at uh, the Penny Arcade Expo this last week. Yes, that's why I'm here. <laughs>
All right, ladies and gentlemen, so it's feature time as it uh, rolls upon us. Um, that time. Yes, and uh, PAX Prime, out in the lovely Washington, was uh, last week, which would be the last weekend of August. Uh, and our man of the hour, Kyle Gatto, has uh, uh, first-person experiences as he was there, so we figured we'd drag him in and kind of pick his brain and see all the cool stuff that may or may not have happened. Yes, that's me. Hello. <laughs> I was at PAX Prime. <laughs> so so just right off, the, right off the top of your head, like what was what was your favorite thing you saw at PAX? Favorite thing is saw at PAX. Um I saw I saw Dreadnought, which is always a blast, and I saw Rock Band Four, which is also always a blast. Um I mean you should talk a lot about Rock Band Four because I'm very curious there. You got I, wanna, it. I don't understand how it's always a blast with Rock Band Four. Like how many times have you played Rock Band Four <laughs> because I played place? it earlier this year at E three. <laughs> Ah, so this is your second uh, yeah. meeting of Rock Band 4. Yes. It looks much better than it did at E3. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, no, brand new build. It was very pretty to look at. But uh, still Rock Band, so I mean, it's like, you can't, you can't not tell that it's Rock Band, but it's very cool. It was, it was nice to get a little more uh, in-depth hands-on time with it. Um, I guess let's just start there. Oh, okay, so uh, the second thing I saw on, uh, on the first Friday, which was the 28th, uh, was Rock Band 4. I uh, made an appointment for it, and it's still the same old rock band that you always knew, but it looks a lot prettier. 1080p, 60fps, both consoles. Whoop, whoop. Because <laughs> um, that matters to the musician. It, yeah. I mean, it, it should. Well, it's got to look nice. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny. Like, it's a music game. It looks great. Nothing yeah. about how it sounds, but it looks great. Oh, it's always sounded great, well, yeah, though. I mean, yeah. they've, they've been way ahead on the sound. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it looks great, and for they they really overhauled the the entire system. One of the things they did with the vocals is that you you don't have to sing on key anymore. You can sing within the chord. Of oh, that's painful. For, oh, okay. yeah. You can you can sing with it. You can sing within the chord. So they kind of karaoke yeah. it up a little bit. They karaoke it up. So that you makes can sense. Yeah, I mean, you can make it. You can make it your own. But I mean, you still have, you still have to sing the right note. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. The note, yeah, you know, so, somewhere in yeah, the neighborhood, not on top of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, uh, you, uh, if you, if you harmonize, you're still gonna you're still gonna do well. Yeah, which is which is nice to think about because you know now everybody can hit some notes that are well, in the it, game. It makes a lot more sense too because it's more for like the karaoke kind of feel, yeah. and like the last ones were more. It was a little more professional than it needed to be for the audience it was made for. Yeah. Too much of like a, a rock band simulator. Not yeah. Enough. It's like, like a fun party game. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, you're not going to, you know, like, sorry, but this is for like people in like white suburbia who have like Friday night parties. Not like all of us are playing <laughs> yeah. on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, especially with, uh, with like, uh, like Beatles rock band. It's mm-hmm. like when they run like the three part vocal harmonies mm-hmm. and that. It's yeah. like, I, I, I can think I can count on easily one or two fingers <laughs> the number of people that i know that actually have said yes i actually got to do that with like the three-part vocal harmonies and stuff like that because at that point it's like it's it becomes like like we just said like almost like too serious yeah. so it sounds like they've lightened it up a bit yeah okay cool and, and that's really i think the core of rock band four they've actually kind of stepped back from the serious nature of it and made it like they took it back to a fun party game they still have the no fail mode but then you have uh, for the serious players they still have you know you can you can set it so you can fail or you can set it to where you know score matters and they still have leaderboards and all okay. that stuff um you can crank but, up to expert and yeah i mean show the, off your your 
and I use the air quotes chops <laughs> yeah. of plastic <laughs> instrumentation. Your chops. <laughs> um, but what they really did was they overhauled the guitar, and I think that uh, that's the largest change that they have with the game. Um, so what they did is they still have the standard note highway where you hit all the notes um, in time with the music, as you do with a rhythm game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but whenever a guitar solo comes in, if you have if you have it set to where you know you can like freestyle, what it does is it kind of guides you, but you have an open like it's almost. I don't want to call it a sandbox, but at the same time it is, where you can hit whatever note you want, and it's still, like, like it sounds good whenever you're playing it. So, it'll... I don't mean to belittle by saying this, but it almost yeah. sounds like like those like kids' toys, where basically you can like it's it's making it seeming like you're playing a song, and the kid can hit like whatever whatever buttons that they want, and yeah. it will make a song out of it because they're like they're all in like the right key and like, exactly, like, like, and the, that's basically what okay. it is. That's basically what it is. But okay. you still have to you still have to strum in time with the music, sure. and it gives you visual cues. It's like um, you know you have to hit it on the beat, or you get you know you got to go with eighth notes or sixteenth notes, okay, um, or and sometimes you'll have to uh, play on the lower frets up on the neck or the higher frets okay, lower okay, on the okay. neck. That's weird to say, but, I mean, it makes sense to right. musicians, <laughs> I guess. If you've ever touched a stringed instrument, you know what we're talking about. Yes. Oh, because they have the, yeah, they have the, yeah, the solo the, buttons down. Yeah, the, on they have the, so, yeah the solo buttons yeah, down there. On your 12th. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Um, so it's like the when the note highway is blue, you play the, you play the, the lower notes, uh, or when it's orange you play the higher notes and it just kind of gives you visual cues in order to do whatever you like. And it turns the guitar into less of a serious instrument and more of a fun instrument. So you still have the serious nature of like the, the actual song, but when it comes to the solo and it's like, you're playing in front of your friends, you can like, um, one the, a junior publicist, his name is Nick. Uh, he and I are friends, uh, Nick Mudry. Hi, Nick. <laughs> um, he actually recorded me uh, doing one of the solos for Cult of Personality, um, and I was just I was just texting uh, testing it out, and I'm like, well, you know, I got I hit the open note highways, and I was just playing whatever I wanted, so I was like, you know, lifting guitar over my head, playing it behind my head, you know, doing the the, <laughs> the rock star it, thing, yeah, yeah, the rock star <laughs> thing, and it just like it adds this whole new fun element to it. To where it's not like you don't have you don't have to hit the right notes, but you're not necessarily hitting the wrong notes, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And you're still getting scored for it, and it's just like you know, it'll still say, "Hey, nice solo at the end," yeah. or you know, you get the little pop up. So, I think I think it's just nice to where it. I think it's I think it's really elevated rock band and the guitar instrument specifically since that's like the heart and soul that's where this like the whole thing came from yeah. right that's where the whole thing came yeah. from when they started when they did guitar hero 10 mm-hmm. years ago which is weird to think about because guitar hero is 10 years old thanks yeah, yeah. first game 2005 wow. thanks, yeah. for, thanks for that thanks yeah for that. <laughs> i remember waiting in line going i'm spending how many hundreds of dollars on a piece of plastic me too <laughs> me too but i must see how it works oh god <laughs> so fun ps2 man and then, yep. Rock, yep. then rock band came I and i'm st- like wait the whole band's plastic? <laughs> oh, I guess yeah, that works. 2007, man. I still have my PS2 Rock Band guitar out uh, in, the, in the basement. Yep. Definitely. Uh, um, so it, it's, it almost sounds like with the way that they're doing it, they're making it almost more creative. Like, you can have fun with it. You can kind of make the, make the songs and the solos your own a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. And it's more, about, it's more about personalizing the experience. Cool. So, you, cool. have, so you, you just you have more fun with it. 
Um, not only that, they're like they're doing all these kind of kind of community outreach things. They're doing rock band road crew. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Um, so what they have is basically uh, before the game comes out, uh, literally in a month, October sixth. Pre-order your copy now for Xbox One or PS4. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so when the game comes out, uh, they're they're sending full band kits to people around the world. Well, not around the world. Like, I mean, within the continents of the U.S. and Canada. Um, so they're sending out band kits, and they're going to have these people kind of be at the forefront of the of the community. Mm-hmm. And they will do like live streams of the game. You know, they'll record live videos of them playing the game, um, and all kinds of stuff. And it's just like uh, they're they're the road crew for Rock Band. Okay. Um, so it's just another way to get the community involved with the content creation, and it's you know it's they're promoting the game, but I mean they also get to play Rock Band. <laughs> are they bringing back, or maybe they never got rid of it? But um, are they going to have the feature like basically where people could like make like, like submit and program like like track out and everything their own songs? That was Guitar Hero. That was Guitar Hero. That was Guitar Hero. Oh man, really? Oh, unless unless you're thinking unless you're thinking of uh, the Rock Band Network. Yes, that is what I'm okay, thinking. You're of. thinking of Rock Band Network. Yes. Um, there is no word that Rock Band Network is going to come back. They did shut it okay. down last year. Okay. Um, and yeah, there's no. Uh, they haven't. They didn't talk about that at all. They haven't anyone. talked about okay. Rock Band Network at all. And personally, I don't think it's going to come back just no. because all the Rock Band Network stuff that was in Rock Band Three, I don't believe it's going to be making it into Rock Band Four. Okay. As the like any songs you bought there, not going to make it into DLC from that- my understanding. You still have access to the yeah. fifteen hundred or the fifteen sixteen hundred songs within the main rock band library. If you bought that stuff on your account, will that carry over? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, okay. within okay. the within the console family. So if you bought it on PS three, sure. you'll have it on PS four. Sure, if you sure. bought it on Xbox three sixty, okay. you have an Xbox one. But but any but any disc titles, it, you won't be able to like download them into like the next game like they did previously, as far as you know. Um, you know what? I have no idea if you'll be able to do the Rock Band three stuff into Rock Band four. Okay, uh, or, or even like the like the the expansion packs that they put on on disc any of that stuff. Did they mention that at all? They they already did that actually for um, Rock Band four. Uh, well, I mean, you or could, I mean, like, well, you yeah. could download it as DLC. So what what they did was, um, but I mean, like, if I own the discs, do you know if I'll be able? Because like, you could like install the discs on the hard drive. And not play anymore. Them not anymore. They actually they actually killed that uh, oh, a couple really? of years ago. Yes. Oh, I had no idea. So okay. if you didn't do it already, you're out of luck. Okay. Yeah. All right. Noted. Um, yeah. So I mean, you could transfer Rock Band One and Rock Band Two into Rock Band Three. Right. You could do Rock Band ACDC. You could do Rock Band Green Day. Right, but right. now they're no longer offering that. Like hmm. if you like, you know, you had like a four or five year period to do that. If you miss that chance, you're out of luck. Okay. You, All right. Uh, and rightfully so. If you take it <laughs> yeah, five years fair. to get that's that fair. done. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Um, the, the the other question I have is I thought I read at some point maybe I'm imagining this maybe I'm just being hopeful but I thought I read at some point that they're going to be putting out an adapter so that you could use your existing rock band instruments that's a thing that is a thing that's a thing thank you good yes. thank you that yeah. is a thing $160 <laughs> justified in a base right yes. there go to sitting yes. next to my ion rock band uh, drum kit so maybe that not that not compatible no, oh, no. <laughs> the ion drum kit is not compatible <sighs> I, I want to say yet but there's been no announcements about the ion. It's USB. You can fix it. It's easy. I promise. I know. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
That's okay. At least at least all my other instruments. Yeah. Work, from so. from the most from uh, the most recent reading, the Ion Drum Kit is not compatible. Boo. They don't, they don't like you drummers apparently. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who does really? Um, so much gear, so many bad attitudes. <laughs> comes with weaponry. Never on time. Yeah. Um, well, they're on time when it matters. Yeah. And that's not to get to practice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, so okay, well, that sounds exciting. Um, yeah, very I'm, excited about Rockman Four. I mean, just it looks it looks nice. It plays nice. Um, they unfortunately had some technical issues with batteries running out. <laughs> that will <laughs> but, happen. But, but, but when you got hundreds of people playing your game, batteries are going to run out. <laughs> Tell me, they at least had like banks of rechargeables that they were just swapping out as oh, soon as yeah. they needed to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There was they a had, guy who had the battery changer yeah. there, and worked the hardest. There wasn't just one guy. Okay. <laughs> they had the battery changing team. They're all like sweating. Like, I've been here for 20 minutes. I've already done 50 changes. Tell me they had special <laughs> shirts just for the battery changers or badges no, or no. something. Everybody uh, was rocking their harmonic shirts. Okay, fair so, enough. Yeah. Um, cool. Oh, uh, so was there anything else that, uh, that, uh, that caught your eye that you really wanted to talk about right off the bat? Because otherwise I have some questions. Uh, Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. I love Dreadnought. Are you guys familiar with Dreadnought? Um, I know that this is like the, the, the hyper-realistic space sim that just deals with capital ships, right? Basically, yes. Okay. So, I still love it. Okay. <laughs> That's all that matters. Um, they showed like off a bunch do. of... What's that? It sounds like Charlie should, too. Everything you just said sounds yes. like Charlie. I do love my space sims. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> and you're going to love it. Okay. Uh, free to play still. Okay. Uh, it's going to have a progressive single player that you'll be able to partake in. Excellent. So, it'll be like an episodic release. Okay. Also free to play. Oh, uh, oh cool. Yeah. Um, they're putting in a bunch of cool customization, and that's the stuff that you have to pay for. Okay, you'll be able to squat up with your dudes and be like, "Yeah, let's all rock the red camo or whatever." <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, the customization is really cool. It's like not only not only will you be able to change your color, but you also have like like uh, figureheads that you'll be able to put on the ship. Um, you'll be able to change the actual like configuration of your ship. Like some like I swapped on some new pieces to my ship, and it changed the actual geometry of it. Okay, which was really cool. So I mean, you can really go all out and customize your ships. Uh, not, and not just like one ship, but like your, your whole fleet. Awesome. Um, okay. is, yep. is this PC only or is this it is PC only? Okay. Uh, right. For now. Okay. Uh, Jaeger Jaeger Developments is doing it, uh, and they did uh, Spec Ops. They were working oh. on they were working on Dead Island two before the relationship ended with Deep Silver. Right. Um, and yeah, uh, the customization isn't just like for the looks of it, but you'll also be able to customize your loadouts for your ships, which is really nice. Um, and you'll be able to it's like progressive unlocks so whenever you play a class you'll be able to expand your arsenal within that specific class but and so that way it encourages you to play all the classes <laughs> uh yeah i'm um, i mean especially considering you brought me back one of those sweet lanyards from uh from from, from packs i'm gonna have to play the game now because well yes. if i if i'm walking around with one of those things i was like oh i'd be like i haven't played it i'm just gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna be laughed at um so yeah cool um everything that was just said all I heard was, and Charlie built a gaming PC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, 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 my new studio rig is all the way there, except for the video card. I mean, oh. like everything else in there is, is, is right up there. No, so, so we're um, going to have Dreadnought on one screen and editing podcast on the other. Got it. I'm not sure. There won't be editing podcasts, let <laughs> yeah. me tell you. No, no. You're probably just going to see bigger monitors. No. Like, yeah, is this, this here, this, all this is going to be monitors. No. <laughs> I, I, do, I do hope they do um, controller compatibility for the game, just because I hate being hunched over. Yeah. And I think, it, I think it suits the game. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. I have a question. Yes. Did you get to see anything about um, We Are Chicago? I saw it there. I did not get a chance to sit down and play it. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, I had meant to, and then I had to cut my trip short, uh, uh, so I didn't... 
I was there for like two hours on Monday, oh, and okay. I had you know I had meant to be there all day. Okay. But. Um, so for those that don't know, um, uh, you know, of course, this is uh, uh, of interest to us as we are a uh, basically a Chicago-based podcast. Um, uh, we are Chicago is a telltale-style story game that's set in the real world of low-income, high-crime neighborhood, uh, basically, well, in Chicago. Um, featuring central character Aaron, the game tells the story of a young man, his family, and friends as they cope with violence and limited opportunity. The game's uh, the, the characters experience crime and its effects as they try to go about their lives. Uh, a demo on the PAX uh, demo on show at PAX Prime today begins with straightforward family meal. The player sets the table and chats with mom and little sister. A shot is heard outside the house for this family as worrying event, but one to which they are accustomed. Apparently, um, this is uh, um, uh, I'm basically uh, paraphrasing off of a article written by Colin Campbell on Polygon. Um, I came I came across this and um, like I say, being a Chicago-based uh, podcast, this is uh, of, of interest to me, um, especially with the uh, ridiculous crime rates. In the city I love so much, and so um, I'm, I'm curious to, uh, to to know what uh, what they're how, how exactly they're going to make a game out of this. Goat is rubbing his forehead right now. I am <gasps> so lost on why that is a thing. Like one, it's back of the yards. That's your neighborhood they're talking about. Let's just get that out in the open. Okay. Two. What, what, what is this going to solve? No, nothing. It's not going to solve like, anything, man. It, it's just it's like, a it's, it's a, a storytelling thing. Yeah, yeah but it's just yeah. Like, it's just weird. Like I don't. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I just I I don't know I, I, it rubs me wrong like like you think they're like glorifying it? Not it's just it's just wrong like white 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 suburbia doesn't need to like get a video game to see how it is in the hood like just like I don't get it it's it's rough okay for me it just it, 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 like for one to, once in my life it's one of those things where like where Charlie says eh, I don't like that I don't like any of this this doesn't seem <laughs> like a good idea that's at a all. valid criticism sure I, I can respect that um yeah. I have a question. Hmm. Did you have a similar response to when we were talking about Beyond Eyes, the, the game where you're playing as a blind person? No, I was only half into that one. <laughs> because you're half blind. I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> I, I, was, I was just curious. Um, it, to me, I mean, obviously I haven't played the game, yeah. so I can't really actually talk about it, but yeah. it seems to me like um, it's, uh, it's, it's like it, it, one part social commentary, one yeah. part um, art piece, one part, uh, you know, maybe one or two, or maybe even like, three parts like awareness. I don't know. I'm okay with that because it could be like for the experience and stuff. But this, this just this honestly sits on the same rate, uh, same page as like hatred for me. It's like a completely unnecessary project. Okay. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll be in contact with those developers because I was interested in the title, mm-hmm. and I'll see. Uh, I'll see what happens from there. Okay. I think they're indie. Um. So I actually I uh, I participate heavily in N4G's Indie Month every okay. year. Yeah. So I was uh, scoping out indies for 2016. So I'll be uh, I'll be in touch with them. Okay. And I'll kind of. Cool. All right. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, did you see anything uh, about um, Final Fantasy XV? I'm, I'm, I'm also curious no. about that. And you sound disappointed about that. No? No, don't care? Just indifferent, right? To, total indifference. It's coming out next year, finally. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is... Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I saw... Yeah, I, I saw that, they, that, they, that the release date was announced, and... Um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, let's no, see. Square, Square Enix doesn't announce a release date unless they're, like, firm it's on it. Solid. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will give you that. They are pretty, pretty dependable on that part. Yeah, um, which is why they haven't said anything about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, 20, tw- projected twenty seventeen. Uh-huh. Personal opinion. Uh, did you get to put your hands on Headlander? The, I'm, I'm sorry, Headlander. Headlander from Double Fine. They're 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 like retro sci-fi. I did not, as a matter of fact. I okay. Passed by the uh, Double Fine booth. I saw Tim Schafer and Greg Rice there. Um, we high fived. 
<laughs> um, but no, I did not get a chance to look at that. They were prominently just playing Gang Beasts, um, but I, I don't even recall seeing Headlander. Okay. No. Um, they, they announced it at PAX Prime. Um, they, they describe it as a campy, side-scrolling puzzle shooter with an art style that's straight out of 1978, inspired by golden oldie TV shows and movies such as Logan's Run. It follows a 2D Metroidvania method of room explore, exploration and enemy zapping, except with significant twists. Chief among those is the central mechanic of detaching the main character's head, steering it around room's Lunar Lander style, and reattaching it to another body. Uh, the story offers a bonkers narrative about precisely why you are in a why you are a nut without a body and how you're able to do this um just uh you know what well, sounds wonderful yeah i'm in <laughs> whenever uh, whenever whenever double fine puts out something like this especially uh anything uh, that involves decapitation is probably mm-hmm. fun yes and metrovania yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna pause here for a second we'll be right back after we've all watched the uh, watched the launch trailer here just because uh well i'm curious and so we've just watched the trailer for uh, for headlander and um yes we're we're all on board with uh with at least checking out this one because uh it has it's, everything uh, everything we need. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently it's also an adult swim game. And so, um, yes, that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else was interesting at PAX that caught my eye? Um, go, did you have any questions about uh, anything that you were hoping would be shown? Or, um, or, uh, not really. Anything? I mean, I kind of go into these things with the whole, they'll show us what they want to show us. Like, yeah. I have no hopes, no dreams, because no. they're in control. Uh, I'm more interested in, like, uh, the wacky, weird, like, exclusive giveaways and all that. Like when they did like the Cards Against Humanity packs and stuff like that. Yeah, cards against. Uh, do you know what Cards Against Humanity did this hmm. year? What they, no. this year? what they did was they gave away th- uh, three packs of cards inside of popsicles. What? Wait, what? What? You have <laughs> to eat the popsicle. You have to eat the popsicle to get the cards. See, like that's fun. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That was a. That was. So you a, had three popsicles to eat. Yes, three dollars each. And, and it was random packs. Uh, no, they're they're like specific. Okay, so you get three packs. Yeah. Of you had like three flavors. Each flavor three, had that card. Yeah, gotcha. you, co- you had coconut. You had cherry, and you had mango. And, and they all had each uh, one was a different pack card. Yeah, and they all had uh, they all had names, uh, and what names? So the mango was uh, mango. Fuck yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> let's see. And then uh, coconut. What was coconut? Hold on one second. Uh, my friend Aaron actually bought bought them for us, and we just like sat there and ate them in. The, <laughs> it's gonna be so weird. You, like, uh, in you, the lobby, you don't happen to have any extras of those, do you? No. Damn. Just no. hang it. Uh, yeah, she, she actually bought them, and she's like, "All right, you guys can eat these, but the cards are mine." And I'm Aww. like, "I don't, I don't want to sit here and wait for these to melt." <laughs> uh, ch- oh no, it's blurry. <laughs> oh no. Oh, uh, coconut was the moon landing was faked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I can't read Cherry, unfortunately. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I just want to see a whole bunch of people standing around, like, the the, the convention area, just like, with popsicles going, we're going to get something out of this. Well, we're you, almost can, you there. can see, you can see my friend, my, oh uh, my yeah. These are my yeah. Oh, my God. Aaron, yeah, they're huge. It's yeah. like, it's like. They had, to, they had to hide, at, yeah. like, packs of cards yeah. in there. And there were, like, ten cards in each one. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought it was, like, one card in a popsicle. Oh, no. There oh. were, like, ten cards. Wow. There was, like, okay. nine white cards and a black card. So you had to commit to that pack. You, you had to commit, yeah. It was like you had to sit there and eat it. Only Paul finished his. <laughs> but it was yeah. only $3? Yeah, for only $3. So, uh, they'll, uh, so $9 for the set. Yeah, $9 for the set. And uh, for, from my understanding, they're going to sell the cards later on the website. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you don't miss out. Yeah. Yeah. Which, eh, I mean, I kind of like when there was the, this, the, like, you, you yeah, well, the, the packs the, only, like, that's the only place you get these cards. Yeah, the exclusivity thing is nice, but at the same time, it's like, you don't want to disinclude everybody. Yeah. So... I mean, I, th- I think it's important that 
Well, and they're hitting that point in their stride now where they kind of have to include everybody because yeah. they're on the downslide of popularity. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, they're not at their height anymore, that's for sure. Fair. Yeah, with, um, with all the competitors and especially yeah. with like other, other games peaked. kind of stealing yeah. their spotlight, like Exploding Kittens and things yeah, like that. Yeah, Crabs Against Humidity. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, just Humidity. Uh, yeah. Crabs Against Humidity, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. So they've um, peaked. It's safe to say they've peaked. Okay. Yeah, but the cards are actually really good. Um, I, one of them was about uh, Gordon Ramsay's temper. And, you know, awesome. Anything, anything that involves Gordon Ramsay's. Good, good stuff. Yeah. I approve. Um... Did you catch anything about uh, Minecraft Story Mode? I did actually. I actually sat and I played Minecraft Story Mode. What did you think? Uh, it's it it's the first time I've actually ever been interested in Minecraft. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. good. <laughs> Is you, it a riveting story? Probably mode? you and me both. Then. Yeah, uh, I don't know about riveting, but it actually it's it's engaging. It's really it's really well done, and within like the first like playing of it. Um, you you get to choose your character. You know, you get to cu- you get to customize them. You could you okay. couldn't at the demo, but you yeah. will you will be able yeah. to, which is cool because you know it just adds to the level of personalization. And then like you you lose you lose a pig, and you have to go find the pig, and then you get attacked by all the monsters. And this huge monster comes out, and it's got like tentacles, and he's like beaming everybody up and whatever. And it's like you have to. Oh, he's an ender, huh? It's called an ender. Was he black? Uh. Yes, but I mean, it was it wasn't like it wasn't he he wasn't like a, he didn't look like a creeper. Yeah, but he was because he floating. He had yeah. black tentacles. Yeah, he was floating, yeah. but he, I mean, he looked like a, he was like huge. Yeah, that's an Ender. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Is there a difference between Ender and Enderman? Yes. Okay. Enderman, then, I think, is the boss. Oh, okay. All right. I, I don't know anything about Minecraft. <laughs> there's there's a very 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 light story now in yeah. the new versions. Apparently, there's now a story story yes. according to uh, to Telltale. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so an Ender like comes and just like starts wrecking everybody's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thus the title. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's kind of like the setup for it, and you have to you have to get this uh, the special like cross item. And you have to retrieve it, or you have it, or something. I was I was playing with my friend Mona, okay. and she was like playing some of it, and I was playing some mm-hmm. of it. So Mona's also a demo. I don't expect it. Yeah, yeah. Just, there's bits and pieces here that may yeah. be askew because it's a demo. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, um, it's actually really interesting, and it's got like this this whole actiony, like it's it's a lot more interactive than some of the other Telltale things. It, um, uh, did you guys play The Walking Dead? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so. You remember when you have to uh, your you as Lee have to shoot like the zombies to keep them away? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of got something like that where you okay. have to fend off uh, like uh, are they zombies? Yes, I guess. Yeah, you have to fend mm-hmm. off zombies with a, with a sword. Oh, okay. okay. So and you have to like move closer to them and like strike at the right time before they strike you. So and it's and uh, it's cool because you got like different levels of interactivity. Like to avoid the Ender's beams, you have to like move left and right, mm-hmm. and you've got like quick time events where you have to like dodge the tentacles that come at you, um, and then you have like the split second decisions where you have to save one character or another, and that'll affect the story later. Yeah. You know, later on. So I mean, it's 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 telltale tried and true fashion, but Minecraft yeah, tried set, and true. Yeah, set in the set in the Minecraft world, and it's definitely got a lot of the. A lot of the elements. That sounds awesome because that means Charlie is going to fly through his first and only Minecraft game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's I, true. And, and I, I was thinking the yeah. same thing. I'm like, this is this is the this, first Minecraft game yeah. I'm going to play. Yeah. It's, it's the Minecraft people. It's the Minecraft game that 
other people who don't want to play Minecraft want to play. Exactly, because <laughs> awesome. I have no interest in Minecraft. I don't want to like sit there and build things mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's not I mean, for the, it's not for everyone. I can tell, tell you that yeah. either you're all in or you're all out. I've yeah. noticed that. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is something I would play because mm-hmm. I I like I like Telltale's games. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. do. Are you playing? Um, you're, are you playing the current two uh, Game of Thrones and uh, Borderlands? Uh, Game of Thrones just ended. Um, mm-hmm. I. And I was waiting for the last episode to come out so I could just sit there and play the entire thing. Wait, did the last episode come out? Yes. When did that, when did that happen? No, there's six episodes. Is, are there six yes. episodes? Yeah, there's, six. yeah there's, there's one more. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> so I'm waiting for the six episode okay. to come out before yes. I just sit down and play the whole thing. Because I played the last episode. Yeah. I was like, that better not have been the Actually, no. Uh, I think both of them, they moved up to six episodes now. Okay. There's there's a mystical sixth. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, so I guess I'm... the old rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a wolf among us. <laughs> it's always been five. <laughs> Um, so I guess I'm still waiting for Game of Thrones. So gotcha. that would have been awkward. He's all like, "Yeah, that's weird. They ended it very openly." Uh, Kyle, <laughs> they didn't end it. So horrible. Uh, <laughs> so, I still, so I still haven't dug deep with that. Okay. Um, and I do have Tales from the Borderlands, but I have not played that either. Okay. I kind of lost steam on uh, on Borderlands after playing uh, Borderlands Two. I got into pre sequel a little bit, and I'm just like, uh, Tales is a whole different world. I mean, yeah, that's what I hear. Just as just as Minecraft story mode is gonna be different from Minecraft, uh-huh. from what I understand, Tales of the Borderlands is just that much different from Borderlands. Yeah. I mean, like it's got a lot of the, yeah. Obviously, it's the same universe, same same sense of humor, same yeah. st- same kind of just style, and you know, yeah. uh, just core, but more concise. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I, th- yeah, I think it was just I lost steam on the universe gotcha. itself, just because I'm like, oh, I'm tired of meme jokes. I'm on the internet all the time. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but it is. But it, I do have it, and I, I will play okay. it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, what about uh, some of Nintendo's offerings, like uh, Star Fox Zero? Um, I played Star Fox Zero at E3. Okay. It's. Uh, it's Star Fox. It's a Star Fox game made by Platinum. I love it. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it's not like you like Platinum games or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I've, I've never liked a Platinum game ever. <laughs> that, that, for, for new listeners, that's a lie. <laughs> um, uh, but Bayonetta 2 wasn't my game of the year. No. He definitely doesn't uh, have their logo. That, that is also a lie. <laughs> um, Kyle is currently wearing Bayonetta cosplay. Yes. Um, and uh, let me tell you, that that's not at all awkward. Um, but uh, but uh, I, 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 the entire leg sleeve of the entire cast of Bayonetta is in the works of getting tattooed on him. So <laughs> that yes, um, but uh, cool, cool. And then, um, well, yeah, Nintendo wasn't showing anything new to my understanding. I mean, they had setups yeah. for Splatoon, they had you know Super Mario Maker there, and I'm like, I've like the new I've Chibi played, Robo and yeah, like, you know, a couple I've, other little I played things. that at E3. Yeah. It's just, everything they were showing, I think, were just remnants of E3 stuff. Pax, yeah, yeah. Pax isn't really their scene. Yeah, they that, just kind of dump everything there again. Kinda, like, yeah. Well, if you didn't make it E three, you can touch it here. Well, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the point. PAX is more community oriented than than E three. E three is meant to be for industry. Yeah. Even though they let you know, uh, what was it, like fifteen hundred people or some or like five thousand people, I have no just idea. like in into E three, they just like <laughs> let them in, and like they gave her, they gave them badges and whatever. So just like, like random, just, just yeah, just come on in, re- regular Joes, yeah, yeah, yeah. or or Juliets or whatever. <laughs> no. That's a lot of people named Joe in one place. Yeah, I know. <laughs> very, very common confusing. name. I heard it was very confusing. Um, <laughs> okay, so just a couple other um, uh, intrigues that I have here. Just uh, let me know if you have uh, any uh, any thoughts on these. Yeah. Um, Hard West? I have no idea what that is. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's the new uh, Dragon Age Inquisition DLC. Did you catch anything about that? I have not finished Dragon Age Inquisition, so I didn't even... You went dark on it, didn't you? Huh? You went dark on it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? Just... Did you catch anything about Battleborn? I was meant to play at E3, but I got sick. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's um, no good. And you know what? I really don't have any interest in, like, you know, Team Fortress. Uh, it's okay. It's like, 
you know, there's Team Fortress 2 already. Right. Um, they have the other thing. What's that? Smite? Other? Huh? Smite? No, not of? Smite. Oh, no, okay. uh, that's a MOBA. Right. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, uh, Smite is a MOBA. What is the, what oh, is the, the superhero um, game? That the other, the, uh, you know the one. I think it starts with an I. Um, Imposters? Nope. I don't know. I. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going on I. It's made um, by Blizzard. Maybe I'm going to look this up. <laughs> Overwatch. Oh, it's an I. Yeah. It was a vowel. You know what? <laughs> well, now you're changing your story. <laughs> Overwatch. Okay. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha, so, okay. I mean, it's another uh, another team-based shooter, like, like you know, Team Fortress and, and Overwatch. And it's gotcha. just like uh, everybody, I think everybody's just trying to, to get into that that niche or it's almost like a checklist, uh, a checklist item. Like, yeah, hey, we got to make one of these games. Okay. Got it. Yeah, basically. Gotcha. And personally, I have no invested interest in it. Fair enough. No. Uh, did you catch anything about, um, I'll throw two at you rise of the tomb Raider or mighty number no. nine. Any interest in those? Any new news on those? Mighty number no. nine upsets me on principle just because Nomura is a businessman and he's not a game creator. So, all right, uh, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, politics involved with that game that I'm not a fan of and I personally regret backing it on Kickstarter. Okay. <laughs> All right. Noted. Um as far as Rise of the Tomb Raider, I didn't really you know, go gung ho with it. I don't know. I'll wait for the PC release. Okay. <laughs> and then uh finally I'll just ask you uh, what what is your personal opinion on Cuphead? Cuphead, I really really want to play that. Uh we covered it for Indie Month on N4G. Hmm. I wish it had been me instead of somebody else covering it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think every single person that I've talked to, this is like their most anticipated like indie title coming out on uh, on Xbox One in like yeah. the next like in in insight that that anybody's aware of. So yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. Um, cool. So now, um, other than games wise, was there anything anything for you worth mentioning? At PAX? any other events or um, any. Um, any, any anything that you got to experience that's uh, uh, worth mentioning? Not personally experience, but there were some concerts, and <laughs> uh, the music scene at PAX is actually really, it's like really important, and it just doesn't get talked about a lot. Really? So yeah, so uh, Freeze Pop played on Saturday. Oh, cool. Yeah, and I actually I had actually just seen them um, in July, so you know, just a month before. Nice. So I missed their show because you know I had invested to go to parties and whatever. Um, actually, Saturday I had a I had a wedding reception to go to, so I couldn't really like just be like, "Bye, I'm going to see this band." That's <laughs> nah, that's fair. Yeah, but uh, I did stop by and say hello. Uh, it is Christmas's birthday today. Happy birthday, Christmas! <laughs> yeah, happy birthday! Not singing the happy birthday song because I don't want to be sued. <laughs> um, and on uh, on Sunday night, uh, the Returners and the Proto Men actually played. I'm actually not familiar with either of those bands. Um, oh, uh, the Returners are my uh, my friend Lauren's band. Hmm. Uh, video game theme. She plays flute. Oh, cool. very wonderful. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Proto Men, they're like a uh, very 80s styled rock band. I mean, they go to the full like uh, face paint and like you know body suits and like, big big light shows and whatever. Uh, they actually headlined uh, Magfest this year. Oh, cool. Um, and they did uh, they did Mag Prom too, where they did nothing but 80s covers, which was really. Which is a really good time. They actually just released a cover uh, cover album called Cover Up. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into those. Yeah. They, they both sound uh, potentially up my alley. So yeah, cool. and uh, they actually have a song in Rock Band 4 uh, now. Nice. Light Up the Night. Okay. Yeah, so uh, the Proto Men are in Rock Band 4, which is cool. And Great. everybody's pretty stoked on that. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, music scene. Pax, I think it's really I think it's really important. I hope that it uh, that grows in popularity. All right. Yeah, just on principle, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Go, do you have any other questions about uh, the PAX experience for Mr. Gatto? 
Well, really, he's covered pretty much everything that uh, anyone would want to know, and maybe two things they didn't. <laughs> oh, uh, what, one more thing. I, I played a game that Sony's publishing. Uh, Sony San Diego is doing it. It's called Killed Strain. Okay. Um, and it's like like a sh- third-person isometric, isometric shooter slash MOBA, and it was the last thing I played before I left. Um, and I'm like, my friend who works at Square Enix, he's like, okay, you got to go play this. Go talk to Pierre. And I'm like, okay are you Pierre? And he's like, I am Pierre. <laughs> and then he's like, do you want to play? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so uh, being as you're the Frenchiest French fry, you guys got along yes, great. Yeah. I, it is I, the Frenchiest fry. Um, uh, so it is, it's like a MOBA styled game, but there are three teams. There's one team. Uh, let's, let's say there's like yellow and blue team. And those are human players. Okay. And then there's two players who are mutants. Okay. And so let's say you're yellow team, you're against blue team, and you're against the mutants. And it's the mutants job to try to spread an infection as far as it'll go. And when you kill a player, that player becomes a mutant. And then they have to stop the other players. Okay. It's a really cool, like, it's a really cool idea and a kind of weird twist on this whole MOBA thing because it's it's more point based and less objective based. So there are objectives. Can can a player be unmutantified? They can't. They can't. Okay. They can't. No. So once you turn, you're turned for good. Okay. This sounds like the digital version of like humans versus zombies. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking when he was describing. Kinda, it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Kinda, <laughs> when you turn, you turn, and then you're, then you're against your former team. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And but but I mean, yeah. there's two. There's two original. Yeah. There's two teams. So I mean, there's no. Uh, are there two teams in humans versus zombies? I've never. That there can be. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So uh, like a two team. Yeah. Human, it's basically that. Yeah. yeah. You have two squadrons going after the the, the yeah yeah the bad and, guys, and, and then they turn into the bad guys. And yeah. They have like yeah they have to stop yeah. each other and they have to stop yeah. you know the infection as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like real quick for yeah. listeners that are very confused, just in case you're currently looking on uh, on your on your local video game uh, website about uh, trying to look up humans versus zombies. This is not a video game. This is uh, this is <laughs> analog tag game. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is um, this is basically tag with Nerf guns and um, and 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 well zombie mechanics. Yes, and um, so just to clarify in that, in case anybody was very it's, confused, it's a, re- it's a real world game, not a yeah. digital game. Yeah, <laughs> if there's a video game version, I'm not aware of it. But it's for uh, nerds that like to go outside. Yes. Once to twice a summer. Yeah. <laughs> at, at night. night. <laughs> <laughs> and then end up at their local Denny's or other coffee hall. <laughs> right, right. Um, interesting. So, so, the, so the so the the, the human non mutant team is it's a time thing. Like with humans versus zombies, basically you you just need to make it so long and then you win if um, if you don't get turned. Is it the same concept or? You know, I don't recall there being a timer. There might be. So, so how does the human team win? Uh, the human team wins whenever they destroy the mutants, and I think they kill the other team. So they have oh, two okay, objectives. Okay. okay. Um, I ended up getting turned and killing <laughs> both teams of humans. So that nice. makes sense. Yeah. Everybody would have everybody would have two objectives because the two teams are the opposite team and the mutants, and yeah. the mutants have both teams. Right. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So it's an even it's an even playing field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. But uh, I thought it was just a really cool game, and I'm like, this is this isn't really anything like anything I've played before. So, and um, so I assume that's just going to be on Sony platforms. Yes, okay. and I believe it's going to be free to play. Oh, nice. So, and what was that called again? Uh, Kill Strain. Kill Strain. Got mm-hmm. it. I'll have to get that on my radar. That sounds like a fun time. Yeah, yeah. PS4. 
Yep. Awesome. Yay, another reason to buy a PS4. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so uh, now that we've talked about um, all sorts of things, PAX, uh, let's, let's turn over the mailbag and see if you guys have any questions about PAX or, um, or just, just about Mr. Gatto himself. So before we jump into the mailbag, um, so um, we mentioned John wasn't here. I don't know if we said why specifically he wasn't here at the top of the show. Um, but uh, Mr. Santiago, um, as he had mentioned, was playing um, up at Metacon with his uh, little band you might have heard called Vier Surveillance. Um, and um, so they were up there doing their uh, their villainy things um, all weekend. And um, so he just... Uh, uh, backlogged him on his schoolwork because the the damn fool decided to take some college courses and uh, well he's uh, he's he's got some work that he's got to catch up on so totally understandable and um, but uh, he was kind enough to uh, call in and check in with us like, like a good traveling co-host is is supposed to do. Hello everybody out there in Gamerhead Radio Land. This is Jonathan Santiago, aka Fallon Flynn, um, doing a little bit of a check in here out of town this week with the Flynn Afar. Um, I haven't had much of an opportunity to uh, play this week uh, because I was preparing for a show in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I know we talked about that on the show last week, um, you know, for Medicon 2015, um, which just wrapped up. It was fantastic. We had a really good time out there and got to see some uh, old faces, new faces, and uh, had a damn good time all the way around. Uh, we did get a little bit of a quiet time while I was at the hotel there, so it's... Um, yeah, I think I got to play a little bit of Bravely Default and a very small amount of Mass Effect 2 this week. It'll be back to uh, business as usual this coming week with, uh, you know, some more games, some different things uh, I've got uh, on the docket to try out and talk about coming up here. Tragically, none of those things were Metal Gear Solid 5 because I have not had an opportunity to pick it up. Don't Worst about that. video game podcast co-host ever. <laughs> so um, you guys have fun, uh, you know, and... Uh, don't uh, don't rustle uh, uh, Mr. Colligan out off too bad here, and uh, we'll talk to you when I get back in this week. Cheers. Thanks, John. Uh, Kyle, would you, would, do you think we're, we're we're doing all right, buddy? Do you feel too rustled up, or my jimmies are very rustled? You're welcome. All right, so uh, jumping into the mailbag, um, our, our question uh, for you folks was, uh, what would you like to know about PAX Prime uh, from Mr. Kyle Gatto? And uh, what random questions about Kyle are, are welcome and encouraged? Um, so Danny Meckler writes in, and uh, he asks, uh, hey, Kyle, uh, why do I always think I see you at concerts, but I've never had enough courage to run up to a stranger and ask, are you Kyle? I've been listening to your voice recently. <laughs> Uh, oh, right, that's because it sounds creepy as shit. Mostly, what I want to know is actually, uh, was it you I saw at BTBAM, uh, Contortionist and Animals' Leader Show in Waukegan? Yes. Awesome. 100% <laughs> chance that was me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come say hi. <laughs> uh, second question. Yeah, yeah, Dan, you should say hi. Kyle, it's it's uh, not awkward. Come say hi. We'll, <laughs> we'll high five and we'll do a selfie. <laughs> and yeah, Kyle is almost entirely harmless. Um, uh, second question. What shampoo do you use? Um, I use the Organics, spelled with an X. Uh, recently, I've been using the coconut one. I just switched to tea tree uh, and mint, which also, smells really good. I also use Organics. I use the, the, the purple one, the collagen one. Ah, yeah, it's yes. very good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what shampoo do you use? The one that's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the answer I expected. Um, uh, it's funny. The main, one of the main reasons I, I, got, I bought Organics in the first place is mm-hmm. because it was the only... Uh, uh, shampoo and conditioner products I could find that said that they were not tested on animals that cost less than $20. Yeah, I was I was behind that too and I'm also like, hey, this is, I, I love coconut and I want to smell like it. Awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like, like I needed to, I needed to change the pace, so I got the tea tree one. I feel like we just had a moment here. Um, third question: uh, I went to Kuma's Corner in Schaumburg last night. Great, yes. great restaurant. Mm-hmm. I got the Zeppelin burger. Mm-hmm. It's a ten ounce burger with pulled pork, sharp cheddar, and uh, pickles on a pretzel bun. It's fucking phenomenal. Solid burger. Yes. Uh, what kind of burger would you make if you got a chance to be a cook? Culinary, culinary skills aside, of course, and what band would it be named after? Oh, wow. Okay, that's a hard question. That's a songbird um, question. This is yeah. a songbird question. <laughs> well, well done, Danny. That is a hard question. Um, so, I'm a real basic guy. Um, I would probably... Wow. <laughs> I'm going fin- to finish out his question here in case this helps you. Um, yeah. He says, same goes for the rest of the gang. You can create a metal-inspired or game-inspired burger. Um, then call me when Michelle makes it so I can have a bite, too. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I hear she learned how to cook by sleeping with the Food Channel on. That's actually entirely true. Uh, not entirely, but mostly. Um, she, she did the whole, um, yeah, she, it's, it's almost not entirely a joke. She, uh, she almost burned down the kitchen several times, fell asleep with the, with, with the, with the, with the Cooking Channel or Food Network on uh, for like three years and woke up one day and like made and started cooking delicious delicious food i don't i really don't know what happened other than she just absorbed food network into her into her brain in her sleep it's not a joke um but anyways i digress all right, all right. since you since you integrated uh video games into the whole thing i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and echo um a, a beloved food item from a very strangely popular game um called deadly premonition okay <laughs> And let's call it the Sinner's Burger. <laughs> okay. Let's call it the Sinner's Burger, much like the Sinner's Sandwich. And um, it would have, it would just be a standard burger, just, you know, regular patty, raspberry jelly, and potato chips. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a small marketing place. Yeah. <laughs> you had me until the jelly. <laughs> I know, and it's and it's, and it's strange. And if you ever still played, try it. if you ever played Deadly Premonition, mm-hmm. there's a, a oh, that would make sense if yeah. you played yeah. the game. It would make sense if you played Dead, Deadly Premonition. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. I remember um, it. Just it's still at that point, I was like, when I was playing the game, I was like, uh, De- thank you, thank you, Sweary, for your yeah. very strange game. <laughs> um, but I'll have to get back to you on like a, a legitimate, very expanse answer because. I want to try some now. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to. Re- uh, so uh, we this will defer, and hopefully um, Kyle will have a chance to um, either write in or call into the voicemail uh, next week, so we can uh, he can uh, give you a, a proper response. I really feel question. we should start a, a hashtag on Twitter about this. Huh. I'm down, but uh, for the meantime, go. Can yeah. you think of a, a burger that's either vi- metal or video game themed that that you would um, create? Let's see. Well, Kuma's is way ahead of the curve on metal. They have all the ones done that need to be done, including yeah. the Pig Destroyer, which is a Amazingly titled. Pig Destroyer is good. <laughs> um, hmm. Do, 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 do. Honestly, I think uh, I'd have to go with a game inspired burger and call it the Mother Brain. Okay. All right. <laughs> and you, well, and it, uh, it'll be on a Kaiser roll. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, two layers of patties. Okay. Uh, separated with uh, hot ketchup. And you, uh, squid tentacles. I, uh, you, that, that's where you lost me. All right. <laughs> um, okay. All right. And oh, um, you, could, you could also call it the Splatoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the vegan version. And it's split. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll be the mother brain on the uh, on the normal side, and then the vegan version will be the Splatoon. <laughs> Yikes. Um, okay. Um, God, I, I've been sitting here trying to think of something this entire time. It's this hard. Is, this is a hard one. <laughs> it's very hard. Um, Good I, question, man. I, I'm going to try real hard to uh, to come up with a metal one here. Um, I'm So um, I'm going to say... Um, um, 
uh, I'm going to say it. Uh, I, my burger would be um, somebody's going to throw something at me either now or later. My, my, my it'll be the limp biscuit. Um, the, first of all, the buns are biscuits. First of all, obviously, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and the um, it's in, in, instead of uh, it's, it's 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 taco meat because it, that meat is not packed together into a patty. It's limp. It's, <laughs> so it's like it's a sloppy just, joe. It's it's a sloppy joe. The limp biscuit is a sloppy joe on not biscuits biscuit. or a maid or a maid, right? <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> for 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 those who've been into like the Iowa. Newman, Nebraska. Com, yeah, comes a, with a free red cap. Yeah. There's a there's a sandwich that sounds just like that. It's called a made right. Okay. Uh, um, but um, that's way better than I was yeah. thinking. I thought you're gonna have two two uh, overcooked sausages on a biscuit. Oh my lord! I know. <laughs> uh, uh, Thank you, Danny. Um, uh, Carlton uh, writes in and asks, "Why should Kyle get my vote for Warlord? Why should we vote for you?" In 2016 for Warlord. I don't need your vote. I'm a warlord. I will take it by force. <laughs> I believe that to be the perfect answer to that question, and uh, I accept it. And finally, um, somebody named Derek uh, re- uh, responded to our question on Twitter and asks, uh, what conditioner did you use during PAX Prime? I didn't wash my hair at all during PAX Prime. So... Um, the natural kind. Derek is the answer to your question. Um, thank you very much for writing it. Um, the rock star kind. <laughs> yes, that. Um, the kind that you use on tour. Yeah. Um, Baby a- wipes. <laughs> ask Michelle about dry shampoo. Mm. I'll leave it at that. Well, I actually washed my hair the day, uh, the morning of, and then I, I left early. I washed my hair every three days, so it actually worked out perfectly. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. And so uh, finally, of course, as always, we have our email from Songbird. She writes in and says, Dear Tectotronicor and Goat, minus Fallon Flynn. <laughs> I see what you did there. And, uh, and Kyle Gatto. Uh, mailbag non-answers. Um, if you could have taken one thing home from the expo, regardless if it even wasn't for sale, such so as anything that you saw with your eyes, uh, what would it have been? What would you have wanted to take home? All of my cute friends. Aww. I was hoping for Tim Schafer. <laughs> Tim Schafer's my cute friend. Pick him up, be like, I'm out of here. This is my souvenir. <laughs> um, and uh, you can visit my Facebook page, and you can see a picture of me and Tim Schafer. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, just, just, just to satisfy the bird, just to satisfy the bird of song. Um, what object did you what see? Object. Yeah. Um, they had a, a super giant had a light up transistor there. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, that's my choice. <laughs> it looked real good on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and uh, then uh, Sunberg goes on to ask, um, what did you think the show needed more of or less of? Um, you know, I don't really think it needs more or less of anything. This was probably the best PAX Prime I've ever been to huh. as far as just overall weight and just, you know... People showing things. I honestly think Ubisoft's booth was a little big. They had like three, three booths worth of stuff, which was weird to think about. Yeah, but, well. but aside from that, solid. <laughs> okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, and finally, do you have any idea why there isn't a Midwest PAX? Um, no. In the future, I'm sure something will happen, but... Uh, sh- I say, yeah. The, the given mid- Chicago, I, I'm lost at that too. Like, yeah, the the Midwest yeah. actually has a fair amount of conventions. I mean, we have C two E two. We've got you know, well, yeah. we've got MA Expo. 
Yeah, but there's nothing that's super but, like gaming centric. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, there's really like nothing that. gaming centric. We do yeah. have Eight Bit Chicago, which is a bunch of indies. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that and that happened before I went to PAX, which was cool. Um, I went and hung out there for a little bit. I saw some interesting games. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, well, PAX, PAX Midwest should come yeah. to Chicago. Uh, I, yeah. I agree, yeah. Songbird, with. Uh, with uh, with what I think you're trying to say there, and um, if that's not what you're trying to say, don't care. I still think PAX should come to Chicago. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree <laughs> with you that there should be a PAX in Chicago. That way, that you know, we covered it we'll, all. We'll basically have we'll basically have the exodia of PAXs yep. happening. Yeah. You know, one Boston, Seattle, uh, Austin, and then Chicago. Yeah. You fit all four points of the the continental. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, some general questions. Um, forget Nintendo Land. I'd rather go to the recently announced Ubi Land. No, nah. uh, no, not Super Ubi Land, but Ubisoft's new theme park. What, yeah. So, what rides, restaurants, shows, and etc. will be featured there? Um, Songbird. That's actually our topic for next week's show. So we will be responding to that uh, next week. Uh, but I'll get to that back in a little bit here. Um, so question number two: What do certain gaming characters do on Labor Day? Um, uh, I would guess rest. Yes. Um, or actually not, because actually on Labor Laundry. Day is probably when people play a lot of video games. So actually, video game characters are probably very busy on Labor Day. Yeah, if we go on the record, Ralph yeah. logic, those guys yeah. are putting in some overtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say laundry. Yeah. If they get the day off, laundry, just because most of them never change. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my answer. Um, and uh, finally, Songbird asks, uh, do, so somebody must have went into a Hot Topic and noticed the 90s-inspired shirts because Nickelodeon wants to bring back their beloved cartoon shows, and on top of that, possibly even make a movie in which all those characters will star, will, will star in. Uh, how the hell are they going to incorporate Rugrats and oh, Ren and Stimpy together? Uh, what are your thoughts and feelings about this? I have no thoughts or feelings about this. Um, I think, I think the idea of trying to live in the 90s is kind of is kind of a folly but i also understand why people want to do it because these past two decades have just been such a huge and very rapid progression of technology that mm. we don't we didn't really get a chance to revel in a lot of things that previous generations really had yeah like there have been so many just improvements in this technology that we have and so much information coming at us every single day it's really weird it's like the 90s are almost like a simpler time for yeah. us. Um, but with that in mind, um, I think it's I think it's f- like cool that they're doing that, but I also don't think it's important that people do that just because I don't know, it seems like it seems like a waste of effort to try and grasp onto something that's already passed. Okay, fair enough. Go. It, it happens every uh, every decade when we when it was the 90s and we were living it. Yeah. The Dukes of Hazzard were being rehashed from the seventies and all that yeah, was that going true. on. Yeah. So, I think it's like I think I think it's a product of the parents trying to relive their childhood through their children. Is yeah. what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if, I think I, I think I'm on the same track as you go to when I say I think what it is is that whatever the kids were into, as soon as they become adults and can like afford to make things, they start to make the things that they were into when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so being as it's, you know, the, the people who probably want to make all this stuff, they were kids in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And so it, yeah. that's what they grew up on. That's what they, yeah. you know, that's what they became attached to and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's probably where that cycle comes from. Um, yeah, because, I mean, when we were when we were kids in the 90s, all and especially teenagers, lucky for us, uh, the big thing was uh, like dressing like a 70s hippie, remember? Yeah. Yep, yep. And now everybody's dressing like a 90s punk. Yep. Get it. <laughs> I've seen posts on the internet like romanticizing the early 2000s and the late 90s. Yeah. And I'm like, 
oh my you, oh, <laughs> no yeah, no yeah. don't do that of, yeah the, the memes of like you you were a 90s kid and if you yeah. remembered this and i'm like i was and i don't want to remember that stop yeah. it <laughs> and it's like i saw people like yeah the pinnacle of music blink 182 and green day and i'm like no what what's <laughs> happening who are these like and they're and they're like like early teenagers now yeah. this year like oh, yeah. and they're like 13 14 years old and they're yeah. romanticizing this stuff and i'm like no yeah. wait no it wasn't yeah. It wasn't that good, I promise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was there. I've seen Listen that. to yeah. me. I, I was talking to a kid on a warp tour, and he's like, oh, man, I wish I was around when, like, corn came out. And I'm like, I was. Not that big of a deal, dude. Corn's <laughs> coming through. Yeah. They're coming through with POD. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I um, know. <laughs> and I think saliva's on that bill, too. Yeah. You played at um, at uh, at uh, the Naperville. They have their their, their big Labor Day festival yeah, um, every year. Uh, it's it, no, they call it the last fling. Oh, okay. Um, it was um, it was uh, Finger Eleven and Chevelle. What? I know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, that. Um, yeah, I, I, I wow. Know, I we have hit the age of discount tickets at a food festival. Old as hell, man. Good. Yeah. God. Yes, that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't really have anything else to uh, to offer on that particular uh, particular subject. Um, <laughs> the fact that there's a teenager right now driving a car that was made the year you graduated high school. <laughs> go, 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 going oh. back to the going, going back to the first first random question: the Ubi theme park. You can expect the first Ubi theme park in 2020, and then a brand new one in 2021. <laughs> I'm be using that joke uh, next week. That's great. Uh, excellent. Um, so thank. But the, but the 2020 version won't work until 2021 anyways. Yeah, just Maybe just don't go to that first part. Because <laughs> you may die. Yeah. Actually, you're probably going to die. <laughs> or just don't, don't ride any rides, yeah. maybe. Um, so thank you, Songbird, and everybody else for responding to our mailbag this week. Um, so, um, Mr. Mister Gatto, this is the part of the show where we plug things that we're doing. We talk about things that are coming up uh, that we want people to know about. And so uh, what, what do you have that you would like to share with our listeners? You can follow my work, uh, my gaming work, at SaveContinue.com. You can find our very own podcast by Ryan Robinson and Tom Shelpie there. Uh, you can find my written gaming work and some video stuff as well. Uh, you can follow all my music-related content at HeavyBlogIsHeavy.com, including concert photography. Uh, and you can also follow me on Twitter, at uh, Kyle Gatto, G-A-D-D-O, um, for bad jokes. Lots of bad jokes. Mostly and, bad jokes, actually. And good ones. And, and good, good ones. <laughs> Um, and that's where I am. Any uh, any particular events coming up? Any stories that you're working on that you're looking forward to? to uh, that you I'll have all, to... I'll have all my written packs prime coverage. Okay. Um, there some exclusive rock band stuff. An interview with uh, the global marketing director Alex Very. Um, and yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, goat. Uh, what do you have coming up on your side of things? Or is there anything that you would like to plug this week? Uh, not much. Uh, still working on a new album for Codename Phoenix. Uh, which hopefully will uh, get its hands... Or get to the hands of Heavy Blog is Heavy. I don't know how that's going to work out, but... <laughs> I, 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 I imagine it will be a, hey Kyle, here's this. And yeah. he'll say, thanks. I imagine it'll be good. Yeah, it's probably something like that. Maybe, maybe some cool handshake in the middle of it. Um, but starting to track... Heavily on that stuff um, after a couple of gear issues and stuff like that, but we definitely are deep into the recording process now. Um, that's about it. I mean, other than that, the, the, that's about all I got. I'm trying to stream more. So, I mean, if you want to see me stream, 
That's cool too. Um, playing video games, just, just to be very clear on, on, on what he means by stream there, because this is Goat and he could be meaning other things. Um, cool. I'm not streaming my stream. That's just weird. Not for you, it isn't. Um, on, my, on my side of things, um, uh, just like to you know, re re brag, uh, just because I'm super, super, super excited about it, that um, I have been offered the opportunity to serve as vice chair for uh, the Ponyville Cider Fest Milo Pony Convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on uh, from November 20th to 22nd of this coming uh, this coming November, and um, it's going to be tons and tons and tons of fun. Uh, last week, we just we announced um, uh, Marie Kendricks, who is the voice of uh, Guild of the Griffin. And um, uh, Ad- uh, and Sonata Dusk, uh, one of the uh, one of the sirens from the from the second, uh, depending on when you listen, this may not be the most recent uh, Quest for Girls movie. I uh, love it or hate it, um, uh, but uh, Gilda Gilda is awesome. And uh, this coming week, we'll be we will be announcing uh, probably our last major guest, but not our last guest. Um, and it's uh, it's one I'm pretty excited about. One I've had the opportunity to work with in the past, and um, she is just a, a ton of fun. So um, uh, for information on that, you can uh, head over to um, PonyvilleCiderFest.com and, of course, follow um, Pony, uh, Ponyville Cider Fest on Facebook and Pony Cider Fest on Twitter, as well as our mascot accounts, Barley PCF and, Car- and Carmel PCF. Um, for my beer of the week, um, I'm going to mention that um, Two Brothers Brewing Company over um, that's based out of uh, Warrenville and uh, Naperville, uh, Aurora, excuse me, here in Illinois. Um, they have a, uh, a coffee porter out. Uh, it's an imperial double porter called a Red Eye Coffee Porter. And um, if you're you guys know I'm a fan of the dark beers, especially anything with a, with, with that's made, that's made with coffee. And um, this is uh, it's, uh, it's 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 as far as one of the more widely accessible and um, you know on the more affordable scale, uh, end of the scale things. Uh, it, it's quite excellent. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much everything you need to know about that. Uh, Red Eye Coffee Porter by Two Brothers. Um, if you find it, uh, you should grab it because it's 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 quite tasty. Uh, for next week's show, um, like Songbird mentioned, um, Ubisoft just announced a theme park. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the, what that means next week. Um, but um, what we would like to know is, uh, I know we talked about the Nintendo uh, theme park in the past, but Ubisoft is just a whole other can of worms. And so um, our question to you is, is uh, what do you see happening at an Ubisoft theme park? Uh, what, uh, what rides based on what games, what events, just, just so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, just let us know what what you think you would like to see, realistic or not, at an Ubisoft-based theme park. And that will be our topic for next week's show. Otherwise, if you like what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K-Charlie. Goat is at Sir Goatsworth. John is at the Fallon Flynn. Um, Kyle, you are at Kyle Gatto, correct? Yes. K-Y-L-E-G-A-D-D-O. Yep, it's me. Um, email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or call and leave us a message at 94926Gamer. Uh, download the official GamerHead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. Thank you very much for listening. John should be returning uh, uh, again next week. Uh, Kyle, thank you very much for hanging out with us. You're welcome. Pleasure as always. Good, sir. This has been yet another episode of GamerHead Radio. Here I am talking. It is I.
Kyle Gatto. It's me. And now you're excited. Hey, Perfect. Mayo. Perfect. <laughs> you're not allowed to get any more excited than that. All right. <clears throat> Gatto 515, uh, clear for landing. <laughs> Gatto 515, you are clear for landing. Do it, touch and go. Touch and go. <laughs> Mostly touching. Uh, check, 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 <laughs> check, 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 check. La, 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 I'm very excited. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Please hide it. I'm sorry. I just can't hide it. <laughs> I know. I'm about to lose control. I know. I know. I know. I think I like it. There. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going for. I think we just got our egg. Easter egg handled. 